welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. The show notes on this will be the most difficult I've ever written. Right? I like, write a bunch of like what do you? Stuff. I don't know. What do you do with that? There's hour no, and thirty, hour and forty minute. I'll literally title it the. I don't know. I the don't, Alan I, Metcalf. I don't know how podcast. to title this podcast whatsoever. The Alan Metcalf podcast. That's what you got to title it. He. Which is the Alan Metcalf podcast. We should. You really should. I'm like, going to. The, legendary. I am. Perfect. Now the show notes though. Oh. I'll just, I'll just like, show notes, uh, listen and let us know. Bunch, yeah. <laughs> I'll just type a bunch of random keys. So like, as Alan has said, because he listens to the podcast, this is the most random podcast we've ever done. Oh yeah. Literally. The first good 30, 45 hour minutes was. We're talking about the UK. Learning. The, the, we're right? le- learning the differences between the U S and the UK, <laughs> which, which were, which were staggering. Like they were, there's just such a difference. There really is. Um, I think probably one of the pinnacle parts of it was having Paul stop by. As always, whenever he comes in, it's always cool to when see Paul. When Paul came in today, was pretty epic. It was. He brought a guest, though. Brought time. a guest, and we dove into some incredible discussions. So she actually of, was a detailing client. She just a, got her car recent, detailed. Recent detailing and client. was unsure why she paid what she paid. Versus what she's used to And we walked through the process of how detailers should learn the information of their customer to put them in the correct packaging price. Correct. Basically, right? Yeah. Really? She, like, but, but she left understanding now the difference between a... I get it. Yeah. Incredible. But how many times, which we said, do we see the complaining of, well, you're going through the car wash, you should do that. Well, or you're doing this, you should do it. Like, this is unprompted random person stopping by and we got a lot of great information on what that customer freaking thinks, perfect which is what you always tie into learning your customer yeah knowing your customer so it really turned out to be pretty incredible it, it was a fun podcast absolutely no. uh, that was great nice nice all right guys so thank you as always for listening and uh man i really hope you enjoy because enjoy alan medcalf uh, all the way across from Scotland, the UK, and we're over here in just little Tulsa, Oklahoma. Little old Oklahoma. Trying to do some stuff and uh, stuff, had a really yeah. great podcast, a lot of fun. You guys go check Alan out. We met him at Mobile Tech and big personality, does an incredible job of business and uh, as he's grown, which we learned his process of how he grew out of it. And um, we had a really great beer from uh, Fabian, Fabian, uh at uh uh metroplex detail down in dallas gave us some beer i liked it you kind of iffy it was all right yeah. yeah it was okay but thank you so much for giving us a uh, beer and as we always say you know hey <laughs> make it a great day <laughs> we are now on the pints and polishing podcast because we had to hit record quickly some good stuff going on. Too much good stuff Too going on stuff. with our guest. Uh, DJ, will you uh, welcome our guest from across the pond, Mr. Alan Medcap? Alan Medcap, welcome. 
I like that. Oh. You, that is sweet, no pun intended. Sweet because you're drinking a cider. Cider beer. We brought somebody over on the podcast and they're drinking sweet cider. That's all right, you know. The ladies love it, as DJ says. <laughs> <laughs> they do love it. <laughs> it was just one of those days when you go to the craft beer section and you're looking at all going, ah, and then this weird little piggy. Sorry, it's on the live stream. Use this for a podcast. I was looking at me and I picked him. And then he had some friends, so I picked him as well. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> you picked the piggy and his weekend. friends? Did they go wee, wee, wee uh, all the way home? Well, all the way into my trolley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, how's it going? All right, trolley. Jeez. All right, so we've already said that the guys pissed themselves. Uh-huh. And that chugging means something else. What does chugging mean? Yeah, what does chugging mean? Because if we're going to chug a beer, DJ wants to challenge me to chug a beer. I do. Okay. Cheers. Since I have more. Good lads. Honestly, the podcast guys need to get on a live stream to see that happen. Damn. Oh, DJ, hold it in. Hold it in. Ah. There he is. Well, loser gets the next round. I got next round. All right. Uh, what's that? Exactly. I'm, I'm not entirely sure mm. if fizzy cider is going to chug very well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't chug the cider. So if somebody... Or, so tell us where you're from. Oh, yeah, so we're going on to... Let's go on to format. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we're having too much fun in the pre-pressing record bit. The that I've forgotten. But so, Alan, I've where forgotten. are you from? So, hey, guys. Uh, I... In Scotland, in the United Kingdom. So I'm originally from a place called Fife, and then I joined the military, so travelled around the UK for a bit, spent a lot of time in England, and then I got posted, or sorry, stationed, as you guys would say, back up here in Scotland, and uh, a different area, and I stay in a place called Moray, or Murray, if you're local. Uh, the the centre, the heart and soul of Scottish whisky. Um, I can't remember the figures, so I'm going to say these. Someone will call me out on it. But let's say there's 200 distilleries of Scottish whisky. Whiskey. It's something crazy like of that 170 of them are in Murray. Sounds like we need to visit. So you do. It's not those victory. figures. Mm-hmm. It's not those figures, but I want to say like 70 or 80% of Scottish whiskey is made in Murray, I think. Cool. All right, so I was probably drunk when I heard that, though. <laughs> you remembered it, though, so you're good. So what does chugging mean there? Uh, so when you were saying chugging, what happened in the live stream was we had a humorous uh, innuendo guy in the chat that, that makes sense over there what innuendo is uh-huh. sexual suggestion <laughs> <laughs> so chugging would potentially be something a gentleman does when he wants to spend five ten minutes with himself interesting very interesting mm-hmm. back to that reference when you two were chugging on your beers only five to ten minutes that's all yeah mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depends on the night. Depends how good you are. Yeah. Yeah. If you're having a bad day, it takes a bit longer. <laughs> <You need> <laughs> 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 
So what I remember, um, what was the song years ago about drinking and pissing on themselves? Get knocked down. Uh, oh, yeah. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Yeah. Never going to let me down. Oh, I don't know. And that was the I first really time that I, I remember the, hearing something about pissing them. Like, so what does that mean to you? Uh, laughing. Like you laugh so hard that you wet yourself. Mm. You pee yourself. Okay. Yeah. Or it can be that you get scared. It's basically the end result of an extreme. So you get so scared that you piss yourself or you laugh so hard you piss yourself. Okay, but it still means pissing yourself. Like your actual yeah. urine. I yeah, you lose, lose control. So I think there's some misconceptions, so to speak, as far as from here over across the pond to you. Like maybe some things get uh, misconfused. There's definitely a lot. Now, wh wh what are some of the ones you found, DJ? Uh, it's always raining. Yeah, it's always raining. It's just always raining over here. So it really is. Yeah, legit. Like, it's always raining. I think today, even though today was a nice day in Scotland and I go out and about with my son, it still rained. Yeah, it definitely rains today. So it's like Florida. The Florida rain is like off and on all throughout the day. Like, people don't care to get their cars, to not get their cars clean because it's going to rain because it just always rains, right? Uh, to go on that subject, like when it comes to winter and people go, I can't be bothered to have my car clean. It just gets dirty again. Yeah, but it's not the dirt you have to worry about. <laughs> Uh, so what's your winter what what months uh it's well traditionally you would follow a standard winter here in the uk it would probably be october november you'd hope to see some snow in december january and in february it would warm up but thanks to good old global warming someone said it's uh, we, we literally had snow last week here but it was it was not enough to shut anything down but there were cars driving with snow on them and then as i say today um i was out in without a jacket and it was raining <laughs> who knows what's happening in this part of the world uh, murray is quite cool that it's by the coast so you literally get all four seasons in one day it's snowing and then it's hot enough to go and sit on the beach that, that's oklahoma where we live we can have a freaking tornado an earthquake rain Sleet, it's snow, sleet, snow all on the same, the same day. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, week for sure. Yeah, we've got. So I'm watching your Instagram live, and there's UK guys in here going at 13 degrees, 13 degrees today. That's which so be Celsius, not your crazy American Fahrenheit stuff. I don't you even know the difference of, of each, or how do you? You can uh, get rid of that. Just throw that out the window. Fahrenheit's way easier. Yeah. Celsius is easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't we one of the only ones that uses Fahrenheit? The rest of the world uses Celsius? Oh, seriously? I think so. I yeah. think the United States rules the world, but... Ooh, and that's the problem with the, the traditional American view. There we go. America! America! Hell yeah, brother! Give <laughs> <laughs> me so a curse. Okay, yeah. uh, Fahrenheit is 32... So 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius. Yeah. So you must freeze around about 32? Yes. We freeze at zero. So there you go. So 13 degrees for okay, you so would be makes more 40, sense. 45. It was a nice 45 today, boys. 45. Nice. What are some other ones? Uh, the beer's always warm. What? No way. 
Bellhaven, cold Bellhaven Best is beautiful. But say. but right no, I hear that all the time yeah. for tours. You know the guys that want to go over and take a, a tour through um, Europe. It's you go in and that it's warm beer. Like they pour it out of the draft warm beer. Yeah, um, I think well, yeah. For us, it's not warm. But when I came over to Orlando, um, all your taps did have condensation, in, and your Bud Light it was refreshingly cold. Um, but yeah, I didn't really. Please I didn't really don't dabble. ever say that Bud Light is refreshing. We're have to cut that. Out uh, yeah, the let's That's edit that out. Wait a minute. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut that out. <laughs> so. So what are that's a that's a good question to ask. What are some of the popular American beers over over there? Uh, you've got both buds, uh, and even when you look at the bottle, they're brewed in the UK. So like the rights are over here, but I, I'm not entirely sure how many beers you make in the USA that actually have to be shipped here, oh. ready to rock and roll. You know, so, like so even when you look at them. Um, Interesting. Yeah, you look at Bud Light label, and on the back of it says "Made in the Made in the UK." So, probably cheaper uh, to do that then. Yeah, but I I'm pretty sure we get beers that come over from Europe that we don't brew here. Yeah, because uh, Europe's a big fan. Well, I suppose you guys are because the whole pint and polish thing. But Europe's a big fan of craft beer. So, like your your guys over here, we've got loads of craft guys here. Um, Wing Swept Brewery. Um, Speyside Craft Brewery, these guys are not going to give their recipes to Americans to reball. Maybe they do if they get a big deal. I've got, uh, on a chemical sort of thing, I've got a American guy wanting to do it over there so that I can get easier distribution in America. But you can imagine the paperwork involved in that. Damn. So I suppose beer is the same. But yeah, um, I'm the guy drinking cider and you're asking me beer questions. You sound really knowledgeable. You're the one drinking the cider. You are. The- <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so let's talk about my, if you want to talk about my beer history. So I was in the military. So was it wet? Did it get you drunk? Damn, son, that'll do. Cheers. That's how it, that's how it works. <laughs> Cheers right. to that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, I suppose I, I really turned to cider when I remember we had a jet, uh, had a land away in a navy base near somerset and we were staying in this really dodgy b&b like a bed and breakfast i think it's what you call over there uh we're staying a dodgy bed and breakfast so So like dodgy is in you played like dodgeball (laughs) no dodgy as in um you know you walk in and everyone in the town's looking at you like you're not from around these parts you know all that sort of stuff that's how i feel in the country here in tulsa yeah so (laughs) So we, uh, we were in a place like that, so we walked into the local pub, and the guy's like, uh, you know, Somerset's considered cider town. So we're drinking the ciders, and they're real nice. You know, you've got, imagine beer, like you've got smooth ciders, really fizzy ciders, sweet ciders, bitter cider, like everything you can think of. Somerset is the home of cider. And then the dude, after us being there for about five days, brings up like this big, dirty bottle you know the big bottles that people would keep coins in you know like you would put your yeah and then you have to smash it brings up a big, yeah, yeah okay. it brings mm-hmm. up a big bottle like that and we were like what on earth is that and he's like this son is real cider this is what we we can't buy this in so they basically it's the home stuff that they make themselves <whistles> that's 
stuff was that was a whistle right there that was the best whistle i've ever heard in my entire life that was good that was the first whistle of the podcast i don't know that anybody's ever whistled no one's whistled on the podcast before here's mine that's all i got oh come on come on mari you can do i've never been a whistle like that's all i know right mari take a drink of your beer first and then let us know how the beer tastes by whistle So, DJ, you don't keep coins? I do, but I keep them in really weird places. I've got a stash in my truck. I've got a stash at my house. But now that you said that big – so now I'm looking at this five-gallon. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, that's what I had. Okay, so I'm going to use that from like, – that would be really cool to see it fill up. Yep. Um, oh, so cool. I got into that years ago. Um, and then we started teaching my daughters mm-hmm. to keep your change and put into a container and save. Um which I think is probably why I call the safe container, safe container. Like hmm. we teach as a family, you take a big container like that and you save your yep. coins. I try not to spin coins. I try and always save my coins throughout the day. Um, yes, I have piles in the truck, in the, <laughs> in the Jeep, at home. But then ultimately it's to go into a big, a big glass container. And so was it like five or six years ago I got robbed at my house? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like literally got served my divorce papers and two months, three months into that, somebody breaks into my house, <laughs> takes everything. I mean, everything. Marty, man. And they tried to take my big fucking container <laughs> of coins. And apparently they were walking out the front door with this big, and I mean, it's heavy. Two people were trying to carry it. And that's when my neighbor caught them. And he said, hey! They drop it. Oh, my gosh. And so my big glass container got destroyed, but I was able to salvage all the coins. So I still nice. have coins from literally like 10 years ago. Wow. Cool. Yeah. You got a few hundred dollars in there. Yeah, probably. Jeez. So we I'm, have the thing where... I'm waiting for the I'll world come. to end so I can melt them down and use them as bullets. I don't know that you can oh, do shit. that. I think that's what The Walking Dead did, didn't it? Right? Yeah. Legit. I don't know. DJ, you, you, you know, this is it. 2019, man. We're, we're talking over the internet. You can you can make a bullet out of anything. <laughs> yeah, DJ. Come on, man. Give it the times. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. Like, I come home, and I, I'll empty my pockets out, and it's... Um, so your $1, if you like, and your 50 cents, I keep them. But anything less than that, I throw in a tub, and we took it to the bank... Uh, just on Monday, and it had 34, well, 34 bucks in it. And I was like, that was just literally copper, you know, stuff you would mm-hmm. throw away. Because you keep it in the same place, it all adds up, you save. So that's now going at my son's little kitty. I also keep, we have a two-pound two coin out here, so it'd be like you having a coin for two bucks. It's quite a large coin. So whenever I see them, because it's a quite a distinguishable coin, I go, ooh, and I keep it and give it and put it in Jacob's thing as well. So he's saving at the high end. The two pounds and the low end of all my shrapnel. So it all adds up. Going buy him a couple of books today. Spent sixteen pounds on books. Whoosh, he loves them. It's crazy. <laughs> well, the thing is, in my house, I can't keep silver coins, which are the big ones, because my wife always goes through and, and takes them and goes and buys coffee at Starbucks. She pays for. You can buy a coffee. Yeah, with she one pays like coin. eight bucks for a yeah. in change. Four or five. <laughs> but she'll literally steal my change and go like use it to spend like little bullcrap. So I can't ever keep coins. That's why you need to get a container so she can't take it. 
Oh, she'll find a way. Lock that shit down. She'll find a way. Lock kids it down. Too. The kids too. Now they've learned. All right. So some of the court, like so, describe like when you came over here, <clears throat> we met you at Mobile Tech. Yo yo. And uh, thank you for coming. I think you've got a pint glass. And uh, thank you for coming out. Cheers. Thank you for stopping by the booth. It was really great to meet you. Um, describe the difference. I mean, when I think of food over there, I, 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 I don't immediately go, ooh, foodie. Like, ooh, no. they're going to have incredible food. People say the food there is horrible. That's, that's just what I hear. That's what I, and that's what I don't think of, like, culinary UK food. Like, maybe it's because here – we got McNelly's, Scottish. Uh, they do like a, a porridge, and they do like some. Uh, boys and stuff like that. No, not pool boys. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's the, like, it's just a bunch of stew and stuff, and then they put that breading over the top. It's like a bowl. Huh? What? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I love the way he's you have no idea what I'm talking about then. No. Huh. So, food in the UK is, is nice. I think because we're... Uh, <laughs> well, maybe we're, we're not getting real European food here. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh think Oh my are, God, that's like, hilarious. European food is legit. Um, like even where we are in Scotland, I, I suppose because we have the whiskey tour here and we have... Uh, we have some really big industries here. We have, for example, Walker Shortbread. You've definitely had Walker Shortbread, right? Seen that at the airports? You mean cornbread? Negative. No, shortbread. So it's like a really, really sweet, buttery biscuit. No. Negative. Damn, I'm going to send you guys a goodie, a goodie box, right? Give me your address. Sure but thing. basically, every, like that gets made in Murray, and it's global. It's... Um, it's, in fact, it's the only uh, thing that uh, London Heathrow have because they backed the third runway. Weird little fact for you. I learned that at a seminar once. It's pretty cool. Um, what else have we got kicking about here? And then we have the cashmere. The fried also... Mars bars are good. Mm -hmm. As a young kid, I had them. But apparently, they wreck the the fryer, the deep fat fryer. So you, you now have to go to like dodgy chip shops to get that <laughs> were you if you can dodge a ranch yeah. you can dodge a ball you're not from around here that's right <laughs> chip shops that are dodging the food hygiene specialist maybe <laughs> sort of like our uh, taco trucks oh yeah in the morning, go to those the taco are good truck. tacos that's, oh man there's shady. nothing better than a taco truck but yesterday uh, you didn't I, like it oh no I loved it which, except which for one? That one except that one? for one one mean? of the tacos I had to. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, gross. It was gross. A pube hair? No, it wasn't. Are you kidding me? That's a long pube hair. I mean. <laughs> DJ, you want to trim that? DJ, thing. you don't. <laughs> you don't tidy up. Jeez. Hey, I'm he just lets her all natural. Like he's like braiding it. It's like way long. I'm a clean shaven guy, by uh -huh. the way, for the record. So. Oh, yeah. So I went back after because it's Tuesday. You went back. I did, because I wanted more tacos. Oh, I thought you went to complain. No, but I said, hey, you might want to have your ladies put on a hairnet. Like, did you get a free taco? No, I didn't ask for a free taco. I didn't want anything free. I was just letting them know, hey, you know, 
Interesting. Anyway, so we had a dodgy, a dodgy shady. food truck. Oh, so we would say shady. He would say dodgy. We yeah, we would shady. say dodgy or shady. No, shady gets used over here as well. Perfect. Oh, um, there we go. Yeah, Cheers even to shady. The Size-wise, the UK is like way smaller than America. I'd probably say we have the same amount of different ethnicities, slangs, and languages. Like, it's crazy diverse here. I can travel five miles in one direction, and the people will speak completely different. Really? They'll still speak English, but it'll have a different twang, different tones. They'll say things for different reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not, I mean, if we traveled to Louisiana. Yes. I mean. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it'll be different. I speak English, five but. miles. We're talking 500 miles at that point. Yeah, so we're condensed. He said five like miles. Okay, about... I'm, but I get it. I'm just trying to give an analogy that we might How big have, America like, is, yeah. No, not how big, just that understandable. Like, you, you could go from state to state, and you got English, but it's a completely different, like. You travel to some places in Louisiana and some different parts of the like, you don't really understand some of the stuff they're saying. The Deep South, no way, dude. Well, or Deep South. <laughs> like, and, what are you saying? And I went to school in Arkansas. I went to college in Arkansas. Like, and then one of the summers I worked in a small like there was more cattle than there were humans. There was one stoplight in this town. That's it. There was nothing you you could. There was no Walmart. There was not like it was super super small. Some of the stuff that they said, you had to ask them to repeat it. Like, you just, you couldn't understand what they, it was very country, very Arkansas, different uh, accent, you know, um, which is fine. It just, I get I get your point. You can travel a little bit and like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's, so what, what'd you say? say? We're quite diverse here for food, language, everything. The food's good. Especially where we are, like, oh, what do so, you so eat? Like you mix the Scottish heritage, the whiskey. Do you like? Do you like? Do you eat a cracker uh, and drink tea all the time? Great crop here. The, the crops, crop up here go. is phenomenal. Um, and especially the part I live in, Murray, like the foods around here are epic. So, but no, seriously. Super so nice I was. Guys. You like it? Come over. Do stuff. Do I, stuff. I was kind of joking, but I mean, what do you eat? Like, is it tea and crackers all the time? Or I, mean, I lost what? you guys. Yeah, I think you lost our audio. audio. No. Oh, did he? Potentially. We can hear you. There he is. I got DJ back. What's no, up? Not me. I'm cut no, off. <laughs> you're cut. Marty's cut off. Okay. Oh, there's Marty. There he is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I lost you for a minute. You went all pixelated and all, then you came back. Hey, so, but like, what do you eat? I mean, we were joking. Like, we just figured you drink tea every afternoon and eat little crackers. And I mean, but what do you eat? Oh, tea and scones every night in Haggis, yeah. <laughs> so, funnily enough on that one, I want to say something real quick, actually. Uh, there's loads and loads of people in, inside the Instagram from here that are giving loads of comments. You need to check them out, but I want to yeah, say to them. Yeah, you're a, you're, you're a hot, hot topic, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, but I want to tell them thank you so much for dialing into this, guys. These these two are epic. I love the Pints of Policy podcast. So please do, if you're one of my followers in here, share this out so more of the followers can come in and join this live stream and see these two guys because their podcast is ace. And don't forget to contribute in the chat as well. So there we go. We can pull them cheers. in a bit. Hopefully we get some more people in here. But yeah, basically for me, what do I eat? I have to cheers, ching, ching. I have to watch what I'm eating a bit actually because I have Crohn's disease. So hmm. I've I've got a pretty good diet. I'm pretty relaxed. That I can eat what I want. I can't eat Chinese food. Can't touch it. 
it's the because... oil they cook it with. Um, the oil. What's the oil you cook Chinese food? You know, that's weird in? that you say that because my mom has Crohn's disease, and when I eat Chinese food, like it does something crazy to me every single time, but I can't stop eating it. What does it do to you? It just. Oh, I don't dude, even get any details. It's a, it's a, my, it's almost my favorite food. Yeah, I mean, and my stomach gets all in, in knots, and it's just, it's just not a good thing at all. No matter what place I go to, but it's funny that you say that because my mom has it, and it, I, I, I may or may not, I don't know, but uh, yeah. Sesame oil. Hey. There we go. Track and street ground beer. So, third podcast, third podcast from DJ turning thirty. Oh God. He yeah. has. He has changed his beer. He has changed his drinking habits, and now he has self-diagnosed himself as having. I did not self-diagnose. He is getting old as. I did not old. I'm just putting pieces. Old man at thirty now has a disease. He changed his drinking habits. He can't eat what he used to. Welcome to 30s, Mr. Patterson. I'm not choosing as me. much as you, as much as you rag on me. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't choosing a damn thing. <laughs> that was not my beer. He cheers. That was his own. I love it that he turned 30 because all he's ever said is how old I am. And ever since he's been 30, it's been nothing but, oh, I'm, he's different. I, went and worked I love out. it. I went, I went and played basketball with the guys on Tuesday. No, you didn't. Tuesday, and then you I, jogged and walked up and down the court. And then I turned like, real quick and then just, like, my neck almost Oh, broke. is that why your neck is bad? Yeah. I played basketball for 30 minutes with oh. the team. Why did you do that? You haven't played basketball and since, like, you were in middle school. Right? I lift weights all the time. but That's I don't, not I don't, basketball. I don't do car- yeah, exactly. I don't do the cardio, running around and everything. So I just turned real quick, and then I just felt that, like, You got old fast. Real quick. Fast. Like, 30 Man, hit, and I'm like, wow, everything everyone says about yes. me, it's it's all true. Yeah. But why on a week? I don't know. On three podcasts, you have got very old, DJ. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the UK, DJ is yeah. old. Jacob fell asleep in the last one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jacob? Anyway, should we do the actual uh, conversation of the podcast? It is so good. <laughs> no, this is great. We are. Yeah, this is a podcast. You know what? You know what it is. I'm going to tell everyone why. Because these guys are actually now using this as an excuse to drink at four in the afternoon. So for me, it's uh, five to ten. That. Hey, that as we always say, true. as we always say, it's five o'clock somewhere. No, we always say make uh-huh. it a great day, and right now we're making it a damn great day. We say that too, but. The saying around in America, oh, based on the still. yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I've just finished my first cider. It was nice. Wow, mm-hmm. we're done with two actual beers. Yeah, that was the order. <laughs> it's like your hair's growing longer, and you're looking more beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, so tell us, you came over. Um, we don't know a whole lot of your story. You came over. Excellent. We met you at Mobile Tech uh, with a coworker. Uh, what was her name? Yeah, Tasha. Tasha, really nice lady, um, seemed very, very excited about being in the industry. You've got a lot of spunk, a lot of personality. Give us a little bit of story. I mean, who is Alan? I know you said that you, you went through the military. How'd you get into detailing? Um, give us a little bit more background about who you are. Sure. So, Lyndon Five joined the military, um, turned 18, well, turned 17 and got my first car crashed the car what'd you do in the military 
I was a gas turbine engineer, so the Tornado F3 and the Tornado GR4 aircraft, I fixed the engines, gearboxes on them, and then I qualified basically into uh, what they call the heavy, which meant if it didn't have an electrical box on it, I fixed it. So any airframe parts, panels, hydraulics, engines, gearboxes, really cool, really fun job. Super, super, super cool job. Um, but... Like DJ there, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Oh, no, so, I um, <laughs> For the record, I did not get diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So, um, could no longer serve my country. Ta -ta. So, um, anyway, whilst I was in the military, I crashed my first car, and I didn't want to spend the money on getting a proper body shop to paint it. So I just thought, this is fully qualified people that paint aircraft for a living. Surely they'll do it for some cash monies. Ball number two open. And um, they painted it and it was shocking. So I googled how to fix paintwork and found autopia.net, an American site. And met some people on that forum and got chatting on there. And then Detailing World in the UK here. And imported over a porter cable. So I imported one over and had to get this... 110 inverter because apparently you guys don't know how to use electricity um so i had to get all that sorted really? and learn from oh there. yeah so so pause for a second so yeah no so a lot of our outlets like that <clears throat> you can't take a you couldn't take your apple cord that you plug you know that has a little thing and plug it into the three prong yeah th it's all different i know that and it's not even like when Which you come to, better, when you come to the saying. uk oh cool. DJ? Okay. yeah when you come to the UK, you don't just get an adapter. We run 230 volts mains. You run 110. Gotcha. So you need to get a proper inverter, and you need to downscale your electric. Yeah. So when we come over, when we, come over we just use an adapter because then our stuff just gets less juice. But when you come over, your stuff's once 110, and we're going to send it 230. So I used to spend a lot of time in Malaysia. And it was the same way. They had a different – and it wasn't just – you're right. I mean, it wasn't just finding a different plug. We had to get it to down – basically downgrade the electricity. Yeah. Yeah. So we run big shoes here. So I had to get an inverter and started using the port cable. And then my friends wanted their cars done. And 100%, I was doing shocking disgusting – 100%. 100%, boys. Shocking, disgusting Shut things. Up to those cars paintwork but you're learning and then i moved up here um and i bought we rented a house across from a golf course so i didn't live on the station anymore me and my wife moved up here and i lived across from a golf course and at the time i had a toyota Sleeka sc205 if you're into that sort of stuff um and it was very white very clean very shiny and i'd be cleaning it all the time because still as a young, naive detailer, I thought you need to clean your car all the time to keep it shiny. Yeah, then when you become more and more and more involved in detailing, you open my car door and it's like crap just falls out of it. This car just needs another gram of wax on it. Come on. Yeah, so. Another gram? Uh, but it's What's starting that? to get attention. Like you did Instagram with your wax? Another gram of Instagram wax. Oh, that's right. It's all about the grammars. Um, so, so we... Um, People would inquire about what are you doing, can I get it done? So then the sideline hobby turned a little bit into part-time. And then when I did leave the Air Force, me and Sarah had to make the choice, go into engineering 
or start the business. So hmm. we made a five-year plan, and we met the head that hit the target by year three, and seven years in my unit this month, we're still here. Nice, man. Congrats. That's Yeah, that's definitely, congrats. Change that's change. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what made you decide, I mean, you just started cleaning cars, I guess, if you had the air or not airport uh golf course right there it was that that seems to be the low like you would naturally gravitate there and grab uh, grab clientele yeah just as they were driving literally as they were driving past the house they would see the car i think i did one guy's car and then you know what these places are like these uh budj these communities <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you want to cheers, was, or were you just holding your... I was trying to, then you didn't go. You got to so call it. Like this. You got to call cheers. <laughs> you got to call the ching ching. Yeah. Cheers. So, uh, you know what these, these places are like? They uh, they start talking, and they're like, oh, who did your car? Yada, yada, yada. And the portfolio built from there. And then people in my own workplace were getting stuff done. And then I started in a ridiculously small, dirty, dingy barn. And then... You know, I you didn't spend... Know, Ton like ten twenty thousand on this amazing shop with all these crazy lights and all this incredible stuff. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm just I was curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started in a, a shed. Yeah. Uh, which had a tarmac and gravel floor, so oh my gosh. if water hit it, it just disappeared like it went into mud. It was basically I think horse carts were kept in it before, <laughs> so they just had this gravel floor to stop them getting damp, and the back of the shed was actually mud. So I would have trees blocks on the on the mud, and then on top of it, I'd have those plastic drawers, and then in them would be all my cloths and my tools, and, and that's where I that's where I started. I did. My guy. I still have my guy right there. I still I like have it. two yeah. customers. Still have two customers from that shed who come to the shop we have now. But then, yes. Yeah, so once once I did leave the air force, there was a transition. Right. Hey, Alan. Hey, pause one. Over. Alan, pause one pause. second. We like. That speaks to mm-hmm. us for a reason. I mean, we're the same way. Bootstrapping the startup. Uh, I mean, you could look at this podcast. I mean, if you go back to the <laughs> early parts of the, <laughs> the podcast. Audio. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just trying to figure it out. But instead of creating, I, I think a lot of guys that want to do something, the hesitation and what makes them not so successful many times is they want to be a perfectionist to start off. And they have to have this amazing whatever. And they don't know how to just start from humble beginnings and grow and grind through it all and climb out of it, right? DJ shared multiple times he started out of the back of his car, right? It was an old, you know. 99 Ford Contour. 99 Ford Contour. I mean, and this was 2000 and... Nine, Nine, yeah. The 2009. So a 10-year-old vehicle, A, most, a lot of guys would not do that. No way. Right? They're going to get in brand new They're going to get a lot of expenses to do something fancy because they think that they have to do something amazing. It, and I don't understand, I don't know if they understand that it takes a lot of time. Well, what they see is guys like, you know, me now or any other people that have these big wrapped vans or... And they say, that's what I want to go straight into. Well, they didn't know that, well, before all those trucks and wrapped vehicles and wrapped bands, we're working out of cars and trunks and sheds and garages and whatever we can do. Uh, yes. And I mean, I, and before I had this shop, we I was contacting uh, 
different tent shops like hey can i come pay you 40 bucks a day just to detail inside your shop to stay warm like you got it yeah. yeah do you just i mean so I, I i really love it alan that you like you, you you jumped way up in the scale we already appreciate everything about you because you know meeting you and hanging out like but hearing that part well, that's I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I started the chemical business out of my garage. Respect. <laughs> respect. 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 Um, you got respect. 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 Like, started out of the garage. Um, moved the next place I moved into was most likely rat infest. Like it was, it was shaped like as you would say, dodgy. It was dodgy. Oh, like. <laughs> I didn't stay there very long, but hey, it was a process, and I went there, and then I went hit like, and I I think that speaks a lot of volumes, which a lot of guys that listen could grab some good just nugget of information and encouragement for what they're trying to do. If you have a big idea, you mentioned that you had a five-year plan that you accomplished in three, right? Important for when you're starting off to have a plan and understand that you don't have to be at the end game when you start off, it's okay to start from humble, humble, humble beginnings. Yeah, when I say I had a plan, the plan was how much money do we need to survive? And if we don't hit it in five years, we got to do something else because we just moved up here. My job at the time was supporting me and Sarah. We weren't the family unit. We, we didn't have Jacob and stuff. That's who Jacob is, by the way, my little son. Um, but we weren't that family unit, but we had to have a minimum amount of money to survive. And um, we hit that at year three, and now Sarah's the breadwinner. She's had great success in this local area, and we're able to support a family with this. So. Yeah, I think my goal so. when I started the chemical company, my goal was to get off food stamps. Mm-hmm. That's that, the one. that was one I of my that was that. one of my first goals. I mean, we had nothing, zero. Um, I dumped everything into the chemicals and were selling out of my garage and was detailing cars to pay mortgage and. Fortunately, we had food stamps to be able to buy food for the kids. And um, when we, when, when, when I would walk through buying groceries with food stamps, it was, mm. it was tough. Like it was, I had to swallow my pride. Um, and when we started to have enough come through that I could, we could get off of that. I, I, I had to tell my wife that like, listen, we have to move on. Like, and it's, it, that, climb that gr- I think a lot of people call it grind like that grind, yeah, grind of starting the hustle. the hustle well yeah but it's such a tough like to come from like that's why I really love what you said you know just enough money to survive and you did it in three years like speaks a lot yeah, so we have that's the, awesome like your story is epic man and mine like I was quite I was lucky that the transition was a little longer from the Air Force into what I was doing. So at one point I was getting paid from the Air Force, even though I was not having to work there because I got a bit of money when leaving. But at the end of the day, we still, you know, I started from a Fiesta. Then we got this first shed. And the only reason I got the shed was to ride the winter. Like you can't detail in a Fiesta on people's driveways. Like you try in the winter, but the rejections happen. And then you try and be professional and turn up smart just to be rejected anyway and you're like I'll come back and see you in a week and you, you just know that even though you're trying to hustle and you're being as polite as you can and you're trying to do all the other stuff that you just have to give up that customer to the guy that's more prepared at the minute who can come 
and and have a heated facility or can can get the job done and just try and let that try and let that one go but so we got this uh we got the shed at the end of the airfield we 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 worked on that and then we found unit five which is the one i'm in now and if you follow my facebook because it's in march i'll be sharing a lot of images of that of the first image when we moved in where it was literally just dust and dirt everywhere i need to find the images to share on social media but my cousin paul took a picture of me <laughs> spray painting the wall white on the last rung of a ladder to get to the top and when you look at the ladder it is not straight <laughs> and i'm hanging off the ladder but i think because i've been spraying the walls all day i was uh, maybe a little bit chemically intoxicated <laughs> so it's a it's a funny picture when you just see me sort of floating over like just just getting it done just uh, and then i suppose we might chat later like you have the raw hustle to get it done yes man, man high five you have the raw hustle to get it done and then when you get bigger you then start to bring in you know this thing called marketing and this thing called the internet and this thing called video and to, to make it bigger and now we're talking over instagram i think people sometimes forget that initial bit that staff people watching what you're doing and other people in the industry forget that yeah. we came from there as well get a cup hey uh so Alan, I want you to meet uh, our neighbor, really cool guy that comes and hangs out. His name is Paul. Hi, Alan. How you doing? Paul, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Doing hey, great. so Paul, he's from over in the UK, in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Ever been? I've not. Well, on the uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the uh, I thought, no. I thought, I thought maybe the airport, but no, that was that was England. <laughs> <laughs> What I think is amazing is that you guys are definitely 100% supping at 5 o'clock. Say that again? You guys are supping at 5 o'clock. You're my heroes. 510. Absolutely. Alright, so it's a good time uh, to talk about the beer that we're drinking. Is that yours? No, that's yours. Um... I, I said it on our Instagram story, but, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned it a second ago earlier in the podcast, we did a meetup down in Dallas um, during the Southwest Car Wash Association. It was really cool. Um, we we aired it. I think it's live on the uh, podcast form. Pretty positive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, the, the meetup was at a barbecue spot. Um, since we were going to be down there and one of the special guests that came in gave us this beer and so uh, very thankful for it uh, Paul what do you think uh, you know I love Abita for New Orleans uh, brewery I like their purple haze really well but uh, this is good beer I, I enjoy this I might come up, I might come over more for it yeah <laughs> Well, Fabian, thank you um, so much, uh, Metroplex Detail, for the beer. I mean, what do you taste when you, you, you're you drinking it? What do, what do you think? Oh, man. I'm going to have to take a sip. <laughs> mm. I taste, I, taste uh, I don't know what I taste. Hot coffee? Yeah, I'm a little bit that way. It's a brown ale, but it's not the traditional brown ale that... That I've, you know, like a moose drool, which I can't stand. Right. 
but they call it a brown ale, but it's it's pretty enjoyable. I taste uh, rich. <laughs> As you Reading read the label, the <laughs> what do you think, DJ? Um, I, I taste like a hint of chocolate, but not like not coffee though. I do. Yeah. I taste a it bit might, of coffee. There's a slight coffee. little coffee bitterness flavor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Coffee and uh, chocolate. You taste the chocolate though. I do. Sim, like What do you think of that one last night? That was really good. The sombrero el chocolate something. Probably because I just really wanted a beer and I didn't have any. And you're like, hey, taste this. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. It just hit the spot. Were you guys up here? I was, yeah. Huh. Man, I, I had a guy come over. We played pool, and I mean, come over and get you a beer. I was working. Get one to go. There you go. <laughs> now I know that I can do I'm that. <laughs> All right, so, Paul, we're talking um, – well, we've been on for, like, 45 minutes and haven't talked about anything other than so talking. I was like, this is going to be so a long, like old episode. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Paul, what do you – when you think of Scotland, the only – I mean, the immediate thing when I hear that somebody's from Scotland, I immediately think Braveheart. I think, yeah, Mel Gibson. That's my immediate yeah. one – like – 100 percent like, so given f- you're from i mean what's the whole heritage of that like like watching the movie is it similar <laughs> like is it different i mean that's what we think of well at least uh like hey, absolutely um cool so i i'm a very proud scotsman i'd say that straight up a very proud scotsman but i'm also um very british in the essence that I like what the UK is about, so I'm proud that I'm from here. I like wearing the tartan. Um, you know, I love our capitals. I love the country. I love where I am. But what you see in Braveheart isn't what we're doing. When we go to Asda, we're not running around with face paint on and kilts and laughing a great big sword about the place. Um, but I, I do think the... Try not to say DJ's favourite word. Community? Yeah. <laughs> But we, it is still very much, uh, you know, big families here. Um, the companies, some of the big companies are generational, you know, multiple, multiple generations. Um, and you'll go into some of the some of the towns here, and all five generations are still alive in the same town. So, mm-hmm. but if you go to the big cities, it's just like going to be going to uh, maybe not quite New York, but you know. Yeah, Scotland's cool. I love it, man. And we're in a really, really good part of it, as in it still has some of Scotland's features. You know, sometimes you go to the cities in Scotland, and the only thing that lets you know you're still in Scotland is the accent. You know, the 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 there's no scenery. Um, there is culture, but it's not there. But at least here, you get to see the lovely skylines, you get the scenery, you get to see the fields, which are growing hops, which is what we're just growing all the time in here for whiskey. And when you're going into any of the shops up here, because Murray is very much a tourism city, um, you know, Scotland is in your face all the time. Tartan, um, our food, our culture, it's all here. So I, I, the, the area I live is really good. So if you were to come and visit it as well, you would be able to feel, I think, what you're looking for. When you say you watch a movie, you're, you're feeling like you're watching Scotland. I think you would feel that if you came here. 
if you go to Edinburgh and go to the touristy things, you would. But if you go to Edinburgh and go like a residential area, I don't think you would. But even here in a residential, I think you would still feel like you're in Scotland. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> Plus there's Iron Brew everywhere. Yeah, Fox's Details. And don't forget Iron Brew is everywhere. So you can get that here. So what kind of wine do you all have over there? Kind of what, sorry? Wine. What wines do you need, my man? <clears throat> so, uh, you came in partway through this conversation. I'm, I'm in a place called Murray where alcohol and food are very popular. So, we have the majority of whiskies here. I'm not entirely sure how many vineyards, if any, we would have here for wine, actually. Um, but 100% that must happen. There's lots of craft gin, lots of craft beer. I've got a question for you guys. Why is there not much craft vodka? Oh, down in Texas, there's uh, Tito's or Deep Eddie's, and uh, I mean they do great. Yeah, and then di- so it's I think it's probably some of the liquor laws. Yeah, I would guess a lot, uh, a lot of rough. I'm wondering why it was here as well, or the process in which to make it. Yeah, I know you can make gin. You can make gin in a day, can't you? It's like it's made in a day. I, I don't know, but it's one of the favorite places that we have in Denver what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that, was a, that was a favorite place I don't even, I wouldn't go back there with you alone but I go with a friend uh, is a craft whiskey, it's a whiskey yeah they have whiskey and vodka and they make it bar. themselves yeah and nice. yeah they had this just these jugs sitting out there and the craft bourbon was ridiculous. It was amazing. But then the, I think it's called High Spirits. I think that's what it's called. The bar we went to? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. um, and they also had craft uh, vodka. And there seems to be, over through the Denver, Colorado area, multiple distilleries popping up. Here, nice. I think we just have one. Which one is that? Uh, uh, Scissor yeah. Tail? No, there's another one, too. There's a... Um... There's a, yeah, there's... So two? There's two. So in our whole state, there's only two. So I think it's just still early, um, and it might be the turnaround time. I mean, you might be right. Like, the amount of time it takes to make a bourbon, maybe you just need a whole lot of capital, and the craft side of it just takes a lot longer. You know, I don't know. Yeah, well, we have... So um, the business sector I'm in, I'm quite in with my local Murray Chamber, and so I get to see a lot of the businesses and being the type of business we are, because there's all these big distilleries and, and big tourism businesses here, they all have executives that have nice cars. So you get chatting to them, and I know one of the big ones here that focuses on making whiskey has converted two of its stills to full-time making gin, because you can make gin one day and have it sold the next. So the money is getting piled into custom gin, fruity gins. You know, it's, it's insane. So the whole direction here, we're still going to keep to our heritage of whiskey, I'm sure. But if there's these companies that are building these new, more modern whiskey facilities, they've got these old whiskey facilities that easily convert into gin distilleries, and they are just, they can't get the gin out fast enough. Like, there's a guy, there's a, there's a company up here that make, like we are talking before about Budweiser gets made in the UK. So there's, you'll have brands that have a gin, 
in the world and one of the distilleries up here makes it so they make like gin for lots of different brands so if you had a favorite gin it's probably made here so yeah. I, I i was looking at doing after i'd learned how to brew beer i thought of doing a homebrew distillery for moonshine mm. and i think the next step after moonshine if basically you take moonshine and you put it into a barrel and that's what makes uh, whiskey, but it's got to age. I, 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 I think I remember, and I, somebody could probably correct me, uh, probably wrong, but I think gin comes still out of that same concept of moonshine. It just might not have to age. I think it's, it's a much, I, I think it's similar. I'm not sure. But either way, yeah, it's, it's a faster turnaround. Do you know much about gin? I'm pretty sure it's a thing. About gin? About gin? Have, do you know I, how it's made? I do not know how it's made. Oh, uh, okay. How's it made? Oh, we brought a guest. Hi, this is Cindy. Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How's it going? DJ, oh. Marty. Doing good. Hey, Cindy. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Cindy, he's from Scotland in the UK. Who is? Uh, this Alan. is Alan. Alan on the screen. Oh. Hi, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on around, Cindy. Keep coming around. Keep coming around. Keep coming around. Keep coming around. Oh, there we go. Hi. <laughs> oh, What's man. she drinking? She I'm not in Scotland. He's in Scotland. It's, yeah, it's about yeah. 11 p.m. there. Oh, wow. Have yeah, you been? Yeah, you can to Scotland? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we haven't either. So just to let all the UK guys know, this is Paul. Let's go. Paul. Let's go. What are we doing? Let's go now. Let's go. <laughs> we'll be there in about it's spring uh, break. 24 Let's go. hours. I'm going where? <laughs> 24 hours of traveling, but come on over. Yeah, sure. Although, I wonder if it wouldn't let us download it, huh? What the heck? I don't know. What are you watching, man? Um, all right, so Alan, we wanted we wanted to talk a little bit. You can come back um, on, Alan. Uh, this request again. Oh yeah, oh, the, nice. the IG popped off. Uh, so, Alan, we wanted to. One of the questions we wanted to ask, like being that you were here, um, I know briefly, but you got a little bit of taste of American detailing. Yeah. What are some of the things that immediately stand out that's different? from American detailing to European. Because for, for me, I think when I hear European detailing or UK or Scotland, like whatever, um, I immediately think German. And I, don't, I know that's not exactly the same, but it's over there. And I, I don't hear a whole lot about UK. I don't, I mean, I don't, so what do you, you know, what's the difference between the UK and the Europe and, you know, American style detailing or products or tools or, you know, fill us in. So, that's a great question. Are the cars small? Really good question. Really good question. It's so good, I'm going to deliberately take a drink of my cider just to comprehend the question. Cider. Okay. So, I think one thing, the idea is going to help bring all this together and make this grow. But the UK detailing scene is very much one directional. And it seems very hard for it to adapt to new, more modern technologies. Whereas I find America 
seem to embrace change. So let's even talk about the wash process. You try and sell, pitch, even if you can explain scientifically down to the nth degree, ONR or contactless washing in the UK, people will just look at you like you are speaking witchcraft. And so it's like just, Oklahoma. Yeah, they just they just don't want to. They just <laughs> three years. They ago. don't want to accept it. Whereas over in America, I don't know if it's because you got more bodies doing it and detailing's maybe a bigger thing over there. What I mean by that is the spectrum of detailing that everything gets fit into is maybe a bigger thing over there. So. Um, I, the UK guys don't seem to want to adapt that. What I think the UK do is maybe they over-engineer detailing. Does that maybe make sense? Mm, As in, no, give us no, a little, yeah. yeah, you got to elaborate just a little bit more. I, I feel sometimes when you watch UK detailers, like we were just talking before about you got to have all the lights to do whatever, I feel some UK detailers are just going all the way in, like to the nth degree, and trying to make that that's what detailing is. And so they're saying you can't just do a really good decontamination process, a glaze and a wax, and call that detailing. They're like, no, you've got to be ripping parts off. You've got to be steaming it, crystallized, blasting it so with I, frozen. It's, it's, go ahead. So we had a question. Oh, it's like cleaning it with the car all the way with Q-tips, like getting all the crevices and all of that. Special like some, features there. Some well, people. so there are in detailing there are actual made special Q-tips. Applicators or no, no, I mean Q-tip, oh, like yeah. not the brand Q-tips, but they actually there's a detailing Q-tip that some guys use. You know what? What's his name again? Alan. Alan, you know what? They're also missing out on repeat business because if they get the car so clean. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. That's a <laughs> So that's actually an interesting debate amongst run their business. Amongst detailers is actually an interesting debate. There's which we were talking about a second ago, like there's certain elitist style detailer like and the shop is phenomenal, the lights are amazing, everything they do is exactly top of the line, wanna always have the best of every like and then and, and, and then then there's production-style detailers where it's not as clean, not as nice. Uh, you know, maybe the shop's not as – but they put out more work and they have more return customer. And it's more of your daily drivers or your average people versus – your somebody clientele. Somebody that's, with, bought, you know, yes. just a supercar or the, like you know, the 100 – Yes, or the 100,000. Like, those are great to be able to do, but here in – Oklahoma, we don't have very many of those, and so it's a little tougher market. So, commodity detailing as opposed to premium detailing. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Car wash for six dollars. <laughs> great I point. Vacuum it myself. Yes. Great. Great point. So that's exact. So inside of our world, um, there's then the debate then between a lot of detailers will post Instagram photos or make content revolving around why customers should not go through car washes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Which is, no, it's cool. Like, it's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't like my car, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, so what do you drive? A Nissan Altima. Which is a nice vehicle. I call it low rider, but the low rider. Nice. Okay. Because it's low to the ground. Because it's low to the ground? 
You didn't actually put ground effects on it, it, though? Oh, no, no. Yeah, not yet. But you know not what? Yet. I just went to the airport at fine airport parking, and I got it detailed. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that is the wrong thing to say. Well, they, they were actually out at the airport. You were? Well, so that's funny. I paid $59. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's funny. How much you paid? So, so fine is my customer. <laughs> hold on. How was, the, how how was your experience? It was a great experience. I Good. would give it a 10, 1 to 10. Nice. Uh-huh. Um, but $59, I was like, I kind of feel like I should have more done to my car. Oh, okay. Well, then you, you keep going there. That's great. Is it yours? <laughs> no. No. I'm oh. competing with him directly. He competes with him. Right. Uh, like my was, direct competitor. It wasn't that great, honestly. No, it's fine. <laughs> They're 10 out of 10. Hey, no, no. no. For, fine, they, they, do great, they do great work. No, they, no, they, they do, do, but they do for $59, work. Work. I thought I would get some more stuff included with it. So, so interesting, interesting topic, Alan. Um, what's the what's the local debate between detailers and car washes and pricing? So she's used to pay, which is she's used to paying six dollars to run it through a car wash. She went through a location that charged sixty dollars, sixty bucks, yeah, and was a good job, but don't didn't. It really wasn't a lot of bells and whistles with the package that I got. Right, but don't probably. Maybe the value seems the value proposition right. because it's sixty dollars. Yeah, I know what I like about it. What I like about detailing is you know they'll buff it out if there's any scratches. I mean it looks great. Well, not for sixty bucks. No, no, no. no. But I mean for an actual detail, they're gonna buff it out. And, and you're gonna and spend more like, like two to three hundred dollars. Maybe I know a guy. Over here on a really uh, like a premium detail job. What is the cost of it? And how long do they spend on your on the car? Great question. Another question for me? Yeah, that's yeah. a question for you, yes. He can't see you, so yeah. Oh, sorry. My Scottish friend. <laughs> so do I need to repeat the question? Yes. So for a premium detail, a European premium detail, what is the actual cost, roughly, what comes in that package, and then how long do they spend on the vehicle? Right, what's the cost Time of wise. the consumer, not what's the cost of the detail, right? Well, the cost of the consumer, what they're going to pay out of pocket for the detail. So I'm sure you've got a good, you've got what a they good, get good, for better, it, best and then package. How, it, what's are, your best? Do they spend an hour, cost? two hours? What do they spend? Yep. Where someone drops off their car, you've got one day on it. They're wanting the interior, the engine bay, the wheels, everything clean, mm. decontaminated. You know, so it's contamination free. What they do in the car, they want it contamination free. Then you're doing like a, a simple glaze, or you're using a simple one step polish. Not going defect free here. We're talking one step polish and tops. One hour you're going around the car. Express buffing, that's why I don't even see the point in calling it defect removal. And then wax in a car. And the benefit is that car is now going to be roughly protected for four to six months if well maintained. With the and wax? Some, and some it's the UK, the elements are different. Uh, yeah, remember over here, different stuff. And I, I would say well maintained there as well. So they're going to do 
I was looking for swirl removal, I would have paid his eight to twelve hundred bucks enhancement charge. But I had four hundred bucks to give this guy, and I want a ceramic coating on the car. So when you asked about my pricing system, we have the protection details. So there's no machine polishing done in that. That is a one day decontamination process. You'll put a glaze on there or a priming polish, whatever you guys call them over there, and then two coats of wax. We charge on a 4x4, which is all you Americans drive out there, £220, which is probably about 280 bucks or 300 bucks. Yeah? And we'll, interior, we'll do the interior of the car. Engine bay will be £60, so probably about 80 bucks. And some people bolt onto that ceramic wheels off, which is £150, so probably near 200 bucks. All right, so, so this is where I need some detailers to understand that you can earn four, five hundred bucks, and you don't even lift the machine polisher, but you provide the customer with a service they're looking for that is easy for you to maintain and upsell. Did that make sense? How much time did you actually spend on the vehicle? I mean, you said a day, but you did not literally work eight hours on the vehicle. Well, of course not. We got other things that come through the shop. Right, that's why I was like. Well, no, so, well, in my shop, in my shop, let's say it's my shop, I reckon my detail is going to be on your car for five to six hours. It's an eight-hour day. They're going to come in the morning. They're going to prep. They're going to do the car. They're going to have their one-hour lunch, so they're down to a seven-hour day. And then they're going to have to also do the handover to the customer, so the customer is not going to turn up when you told them to. And then you're going to do your handover process, so you're already an hour late. Yep. And then you need to have the car ready roughly an hour before the customer turns up, all the paperwork done, and then not only that, the entire unit tidy, so that the handover process is a nice, clean facility, so they can take their pictures and do whatever. So I reckon you're five to six hours in the car, and two hours of prep and paperwork. One detailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it works out. Like, we, we work out here for our detailers that don't pick up a machine polish and do correctional work. We're 25 to 30 pounds an hour. So, mm-hmm. for you, that's probably about um, 30 to 35 bucks. Per guy, yeah, that, that makes sense. Per yeah. guy per hour that does not lift a correctional machine polisher. Well, no, it's, it's, it's not a bad price. Um, and so, what about? So I think for the $59.60 one, you didn't really get a full detail. Mm-mm. No. No, no. You no prob- so we provide that. Nice. Right, no, not at that price. And they took all my stuff that I had in the car, and they dumped it into the glove box. Mm. Oh, the buggers, that's the worst and that was, where was that, where they did all this? <laughs> <laughs> was that at mine? Okay. So, so that, so, wasn't, that wasn't where, where this other company was. No, that so is correct. They, yes. The, the yeah. company that we're referring to has an incredible they, long they do. a long history yeah. of being they do a, a good, very a good detail. Job, yeah. they, and and at sixty bucks you probably got a like an express type style no, detail. More of a mini. So there's a mini then there's an express. They probably gave you the, the mini version which is a condensed it's a quick someone ca- someone call it a vacuum wipe. It's yes. we clean the exterior of your vehicle, wheels, tires, fender rails, tires shine, clean the glass, blow the interior out. So we get an air compressed air, blow all the cracks and crevices out. Now if it doesn't come clean, then we're not gonna sit and scrub and right. get Q tips and so forth. And it, it is a that's that was a fair price, but probably what They you, did a good job. It was right. a good job, but it wasn't like an immaculate or any which I wouldn't expect for that. So I would challenge I would I would I would challenge you to try there maybe a service up or two next time just to 
well, if you don't go there again and come to us, it's fine. <laughs> but no. Um, and then wow! Season, and, right, so how can she but see? Only reason I went there because I was at the air, going on the I, trip. Yeah. But but there is a difference. So in love, yeah. and, and, it, and it sucks for us detailers like me, for instance. If I go out and I get paid to do a, a mini, it's going to be hard for me to not do those things that you're wanting because me as a perfectionist, yes. I want to do those do things. That. But I know you only paid for this, so I'm either going to call you and say, "Ma'am, look." Your Ultima might need a little bit more. Right. I really recommend paying $50 more to get our express service over the mini now. And now we can focus on the cracks and crevices and so forth. Or I'll say, what are your main concerns? And you'll say, I really want the, the air vents cleaned out really well. Well, our mini won't do it for you. Let's try this. So, so you guys actually go on site to people's places of business? My company, yeah. We do mobile. And then we're also at the airport. And then we do shop we based. Too, yeah. So you should take his cards and hand them out when you, uh, when you go to your office. So let me ask you this. So at sixty dollars, you you started off making the statement that you felt it was high. Yes. Because of what? It was like sticker shock. Like I was sixty bucks, and then I was like. Because you're used to paying six. Six dollars, yeah. To get a wash, and then you vacuum it yourself. Right, and yes, and then what came with it was like one or two three line items and I thought oh well you know I would think a little bit more came with it but now that we're discussing all this I understand it and yeah, I was happy no. with it but the other thing it, it's for me it doesn't last that long yeah you know I, and I got my six dollar car wash the other day and then the next day it rained yeah. so that and, was my fault my bad but. and the reason why I brought that up is because I think it's a valid lesson for detailers to learn that constantly complain about customers or people that go through car washes or go do other things and why don't they want to pay the 60 or but most people aren't posting about a $60 it's more of you know get what you pay for you should pay for the $200 package mm -hmm. just giving you some feedback from you know a lot of people in our industry of the way they they view it I think that what you said is incredible value for them to mm -hmm. learn right that hey your, know your customer base, ask questions. If somebody's used to paying $6, then $60, right. it does seem like a lot. And to have enough value built in that they would understand the reason to, right. to spend that kind of money. Well, the other thing is if you have, I mean, a really, really nice vehicle, like, I, don't, I mean, mine's great, but it's but on the flip side, okay, I've got three kids, I've got a baseball kid, I've got, so my car I know is going to get dirty within two or three days. So if I spend a lot on it, it's not going to be, it's not going to, what are you doing over there? I'm talking to Alan oh, with it's our not hands, gonna, we're doing sign language. Oh, it's not going to last for a long time, but if you have a really nicer car, <laughs> then you're going to want to take care of that, and that, the money that you put into it, you're going to get the value with it, the That's proposition cool. value. Yeah, I appreciate so, that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Drop it. So, again, I think this becomes uh, it's probably a problem you guys have over there, a terminology issue. So that service that's being provided is a valid. It's not a detail. Wait, wait. So what? You know what? A valid. So a valet. In the, yeah, it, well, no. In the UK, we have two definitions. We have valeting. And we have detailing. And detailing is you're doing the extra step. 
So we would say, I think here we would say we have car washing and then we have detailing. Like when you do express car washing and stuff. Is that what you mean? That's it. Okay. So I think think you're there. I think you're there. And then the the lovely lady there is just going in and she's used to paying for a six-pound car wash. So a machine cleans it down and then she hoovers out her car. And then she goes to these guys. I love your terminology. Like... It's like Kleenex. Are you sponsored by Hoover yeah, Vacuums? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, imagine how much. By the way, this is by far either, if you're just rolling this up as it is with no head in, this is by far the most random pint of polished podcast it I've ever It literally is. To. Literally. Like, I was coming in here ready to do the standard format, and this has been the most fun ever. So thank you. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. good. Hey, it's, it's, been, it's been absolutely useless for me as a marketing tool, but it has been phenomenal to hang out and drink some cider with you guys. Hey, so we're just, it's a hangout podcast. You guys would like me to stop by about... 5.30 every Wednesday. Uh, we're here, literally. It might be 5.45. Paul's ready. He's like, hey, what's up? Like, sorry, Paul, what's one more up? hour. Yeah, no, and I think that I think that to... which we teach a lot is to try and if for detailers to understand their customer base. Yeah. So I'm in sales. I can't. So sell. you could understand then why it's important to understand your customer. Yeah. So they call it a customer avatar. We know exactly who our customer is. We know the age age range. So our customer is between 34 and 44 years old. She's married. We have a name to her. And we know exactly. So when we do our social media, we're talking directly to that person. Yeah, we might capture this person, this person, this person, but we're talking directly to this person because that's our customer avatar. That's who we focus on. It starts. And, and that's you guys have. It starts with learning your customer. We have. Oh and yeah. And then it transitions into the marketing and the sales. We were calling clients and doing interviews for all of our, our whole entire client base and asking certain questions, specific questions right. to find out who our target market is. Now that we know that, we are literally like we've just. Pfft, then when you get them in the door, you need to basically try to upsell them every time for a higher package, and then show them the bells oh, and whistles. Oh well, sure, but we, we just want to start with the basics. So right? when the guys brought me this check just now, I was like, "That's not what they quoted it on." Like it was way over because they're doing their job. Like the guys oh, know okay. now to do their. They know, and it's not we're 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 just going to get more money. It's that they're providing, uh, they're they're educating the client on what they what they what they need versus what the client kind of not what they want, but preconception. Yeah, so the client called and said they want an express service. I just, it's not that dirty. I want this. And, the, and then the, the, the technicians get there, and they're just like, look, ma'am, we can do this much more for this much more, and it's going to bring you this much more value. Okay, you know what? That makes more sense. So right. that's, yeah. So let me ask you this. When you pulled up on location and you went to the valet. And yes. No, they went, she went yes, to Yes, she went to the valet. Oh, they have valet there. Yeah. So she went to the I valet. Do. I always valet. And, yes. and they, you, you, they asked you your information, and then they said, do you want a detail? Yes. Walk me through that process. So they said, hi, you know, do you want a detail? And I said, you know, yeah, I actually do, because my car was really dirty. It was the winter time and so forth. And I don't have the time to really take it through the car wash and spend to do that. So... Um, and then I said, well, do you have a listing of them? And he wasn't, you know what? He did not do the greatest about, you know, like you go through Chick-fil-A. Do you guys have Chick-fil-A? Probably not. Chick-fil-A, Alan? Dude, I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, so, I don't either. I'm so, so sorry. I have not been able to eat Chick-fil-A. You haven't? You know, it's a fast food restaurant, but it's amazing, and you need to Google it. It's Chick, C-H-I-C-K-F-A-I-L. 
F-I-L dash Yeah, next year when you come to yes. Mobile Tech, you need to eat some Chick-fil-A. So, but Chick-fil-A does great when they're out there and they're taking your order and they give you the information. They set the bar here. way they, they do set they the, set the bar. bar. And they show way you way what high. they have to offer and what you can purchase. Okay, so, so he just said, do you want a detail? And He was like, okay, what do you want? And I was like, well, <laughs> what do you have? Let me Let me see what comes with it all and the pricing. And I'm a visual person, so I would like to look at the menu. And not feel pressured. Right, and kind of take a look at it. But I'm also in a hurry to leave to to the airport. So so an iPad would help if you had an iPad and you could just choose, here's what I want. Great idea. And then boom. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get to see the menu, and he just kind of went through a couple of things, and I was like, okay. And I, I took the least expensive. But well, I will, why did you choose? Yeah, that's that was okay. gonna be my next yeah. question. Well, why did you choose the least? Because expensive? I'm in sales and I I have a company car, so I don't get reimbursed for that. So it's out of my own pocket and it's not my own car, my own personal car. If it if it was my own personal car, so and you're I was, less emotionally attached to the car. Right. That you're I get it, right. but still, yeah. why did you choose the least package? Right. Because it's coming out of my pocket and they're not reimbursing me for it. If so, it wasn't a good value for you. If it was a different company that I worked for and they reimbursed me, I would have probably gotten the mid No, no, no. I, I, I get it. It came out of your pocket. Inside, so not, why did you only choose the... Because I'm not invested that much in that car. And I'm also... Is it a company car or your car? It's a company car. Oh, okay. And I'm okay, also that makes more sense. a mom. I have three boys. They're and in it's sports. just going to get dirty gonna, again. It's just going to get dirty again. I mean, I just... So if it were your own car, do you think you would have chosen a... a Bigger package. I would do probably the mid package. Yeah. Why the mid package? Just medium? I'm the same way. Because yeah. I don't ever oh. choose the top. I try not to choose the bottom. Right. If I'm choosing anything, mm-hmm. I almost always go for the medium. Yeah. Right. I do too, but it's because yeah. I don't know what either one of them is. So yeah. I just go medium. Well, they could have did a better job to let me know what I was going to be buying, what I was going to be getting for that amount of my dollars. And then, um, and I like it because it's a time saver to do it there. So you're not out with your vehicle and all that. But then... Yeah. No, no. Don't take a personal. Like, uh, no, 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 no. This I'm, is really I'm great not, information. I'm not trying to give information away. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is really great information. No, this is great. Okay. For listeners that. So what? Hold on, hold on. For listeners that want to understand the way a customer might think and why they're choosing a certain package, oh, this is the I'm information that they should I, get. I'm like, spying on myself because I'm patting up on the back right now. Like, the way we present the packages for you would love it because you have all the time in the world to figure out what you want to do. I get it. I'm, we're talking to the listeners gotcha. that need to learn how to process information for customers that are only choosing a certain package. Gotcha. Or that don't choose a package because they're going through the car wash. So how can they create more value proposition for somebody that goes through a car wash on a regular basis that might suddenly want a detail but has a hard time spending 60 bucks out of their own personal pocket? Mm. Well, the, that's the that's the that's the information. The other thing is, it needs to be consumer friendly on the way that you bullet point what the what you're going to get. Because I'm just I'm just average Joe. I mean, I don't know what all these terminology right. means. Right, so, which we would call a daily driver. Right. So if I'm going to be purchasing a package, then it needs to be what's the word, user-friendly to what I'm going to understand where it sounds good, like, oh, yeah, I need that. So do you, do you actually know what you received for that $60? I mean, could no, you? No, probably not, because he just rattled a couple things off, and I was like, okay, that sounds good. Which goes back to what you're going to say. Do you do, like, it goes back to really why that you should have all the stuff that you put in place versus the way a lot of companies just 
throw out and it's not as systematic and organized. And that's where I was headed. Like, well, I think it's a very valid point. Alan, do you guys run into that? Or how is that different here versus the UK? Customer education? doing their thing i'm going to do that in a minute the second thing i want to go into is where i'm a different market from what you're speaking about right now mm-hmm. so what we do is we provide the 300 buck service and then we have the maintenance or express file and you're talking about now as follow-up or maintenance but you must have had this 300 pound service done first correct that's how we work, that's how we market, that's how we sell it. So if a customer comes to us and goes, I've got 60 bucks for a valet, we're like, hey, no problem. We know this fantastic guy around the corner, he's who you're looking for. And instantly, we now have no stress, we have no thing, and we focus our time on the customer, the, the avatar that we have. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm going to say to the lovely lady that this is what we do, this is the reason we do it, and in essence, if you divide that by four to six months, which the 300 lasts, you're, you're nearly the same every month that you're paying, but we're going to provide better gloss in your paintwork, we're going to look after your investment longer, and the moment you're a customer, we are like a Hilton for your car. You hit zero and call us up, we are going to answer that call and provide you with room service. We will pick up your car, we will drop it off. We will do the quick bird drop and wash, we will do whatever. But we need the standard set first. That's my business model. I hope detailers are listening to that exact thing. That's my business model, but that's what AM Details do, and I 100% get the airport car park guy. So now getting rid of my business, let me just get across how we carry ours, but you can apply it to any business. It's exactly what you're saying. So you, even if a customer comes in and you don't know your avatar, you need to make sure the customer sees the value proposition and what they are receiving. So this is a 60 buck valet. It includes this, this, this. It suits you because of this reason. Two key points. As long as the customer is happy with the service that you're providing, and I don't care what it is, whether it's removing swirls or doing whatever, and the value proposition that's involved, that is a perfect relationship. The customer and the business are going to get on great. And this is where I was saying, it doesn't matter what the other business is saying. As long as you and your customer have a perfectly happy business, it doesn't matter you're not removing swirls. It doesn't matter that they see it and go, oh, this is a DJ detail? What's going on here? You don't know what that customer asked for. You don't know what he provided. And you don't know how delighted that customer is. And in fact, he might only be doing a 60 buck express valet, but it fits this lovely lady fine because her company give her 60 bucks a month to maintain her hire car. So this relationship works perfect. The second thing, and PJ DJ started talking it a little bit, is at that value proposition moment, find out what the customer's desires or problems are. So DJ talked on it. The customer comes in, she goes, oh, here, I'm here for the 60 pound valet. Um, and then just a little question you asked, you instigated, oh, is there any particular problems with your vehicle today? First question you Yeah, asked. you know what? Yep. I got a bit of chewing gum stuck on the interior, and I really, really hate cherry air fresheners. Well, funny enough, in your 60-quid valet where I give you 
15 minutes on the inside. I'm going to try to spend the majority of it on that chewing gum and blow the rest of the car out because that's all you're going to look for when you come back. Yep. And I'm going to hang the bubble gum air freshener in your car. We call it situation detailing. That's right. It's going to be yeah, delighted. Yeah. Yeah. And the next time the lovely lady comes in and she pays for 60 bucks. Was just using thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks so much for nailing the chewing gum. Um, but I would really like the carpets to be looked after this time. Hey, no worries. In the 60 bucks, I can focus on that area. I can give you another 10 minutes. You know, so it's, it's like exactly everything we're saying here, guys. Managing that expectation. She's taken a big jump. And, 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 you know, we're using your example with all great heart and faith here. You, you, you have a higher car for your business. Shove it through that six-buck wash all day long. It ain't your thing. But you're looking to get this extra service. So what the company needs to do is understand what do you want from that service. It's a big jump for you. So if they can just find out those key points and that company can nail them, whether it's DJ or whether it's this car park thing, not saying to be gash in the other areas. I'm saying just make sure you pay attention to those areas, especially on the first customer, on the first you know relationship with that customer. That's all they will remember. So, Whereas oh, you were not entirely happy about, not you specifically, but let's say this avatar customer, the six bucks customer going to the 60 bucks, was getting a kind of culture shock already before the relationship happened. Mm-hmm. So oh, it was that's already a good expecting point. something more than, you might put it through a six pound car wash, but then you might spend two hours hoovering it. They don't know that. They don't know that you want the interior to be mint and don't really care about the outside. Here's to two hours of hoovering. <laughs> All right. Here's to hoovering. I'm, I'm a Kirby guy myself, but uh, we can hoover all day. Well, one point on that is I do remember now when I went in there and I said, are you guys able to get the spot out on my seat? And it was something that had spilt. There you go, Alan. Take it back. And... He said, yeah, we can do that, but it was going to cost me like $40 more on top of what I was currently paying. For the stain removal. Right, and it was not that big of a spot. So then I I did not get that done because I was like, seriously? And he was like, yeah. So they didn't do the bubblegum thing for me. That that, that company then, they've either got it in their head. And again, the guy delivering the service, he probably isn't the owner. I'm not entirely sure what he's in our place, these garage places are, there's an owner putting systems in place, and then there's a squad of 10. And those guys are just trying to earn a buck and do their hustle. And well, they're, they're also not, they're doing what not, they're told, right? Yeah, because because what Because what, what DJ or what some different uh, companies would say is, you have procedures, you have packages, and you do that process, right? Mm-hmm. The, the freedom that has to be put into place, but it comes some of the tug of war is, well, when you have a need like that where the customer just wants to clean a certain stain, did it fit into that package that they chose for 60 bucks? And we just said she's in sales and you upsell. That's exactly what the guy, tra- he did his job right. to the T. He tried to upsell. This customer potentially is in the wrong place, and is his boss going to back him up, or her, going to back him up for saying, I'm sorry, ma'am, the 60 buck detail isn't for you? Well, yeah, she got the job that she expected, but when it came to do something extra, she should pay extra, given that that's the package. But it did not Mm -hmm. fit 
what you were saying, you said that you should just do it. That's what I would, at the car wash? Yeah. At the car wash, we would have done that. We would have just cleaned that stain. But when you're talking about a a larger company that's got multiple detailers. They're doing what they And the cut, like, they're following the process. Totally. They're doing the least they have to do to get the job done. No, they did the job. They did yeah. what they well, were doing. They, 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 the they did the mini, and she wanted to stain out, so it's additional. It's an additional price. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I mean, and but on, I think on, that's on, good on, to owner hear. Operators, solo owner operators, yeah, we do it. Yeah, we it's do it. good to hear, though, that a customer would say, well, I had this stain, but they wanted to charge. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, what we teach is you charge as an upgrade unless you are the owner operator you that just do can it. Ju- like, you just nothing. do it like, yeah exactly so in that situation my staff are trained and when i coach people i train them that's the that's the split moment situation where you look at this customer and you think in this example are they a regular airport commuter is this going to be regular business do i then go no problem ma'am tell you what today it's 20 bucks but it will be 40 bucks in the future so there's the expectation managed again. So the next time she comes in and goes, I got one of them stains again, boys. That's 40 bucks. Ain't no problem. I know you can get them out. You know, but they, like you're saying there, they need to have that training instilled in the team. And us here as solo guys, we would either naturally have done that or we'd have just done it for free anyway. But I try and tell people, try not say the free word. Try and go, okay, ma'am, I, I can do that for you. It's going to be an extra. It's usually 40 bucks, but today I'm, I'm going to try and do it for 10 or 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah, you've nearly nailed two hours. Two hours. It's like a five-way chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. A lot of great info. Um, right, we're going to get out of here. Why don't you guys uh, come over for a beer after you get done? All right, man. There's plenty over there. <laughs> Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. Oh, here. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for your info. Paul, as always, thanks for coming by. Absolutely. It's yeah. always good to come by and uh, enjoy the podcast and I learned so much. This is probably my favorite one. Alan, <laughs> Alan you did a great job. I enjoyed uh, yeah, listening to you. No. <laughs> yes. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah. All right. Guys, Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank, Thank you. you. Right, come on over when you get done. All right. So we need to rate this beer uh, or cider. Is this the most random podcast ever? Eight and a half. That'd be a. That'd be three. That'd be three seven five out of five then. Cheers we're, to Hoovering. We're out of five. One out of five. For two so hours. Wow. Two hour Hoovering. <laughs> two hour Hoovering. So Alan. Come on. So Alan. Come on. <laughs> so, wow. So, uh, Don't bring your phone over. Uh, yeah, they're gone. So Alan, when you said that you have some different slang terms, uh, if we look at a lady and we say Hoover for two hours. It might mean something different than uh, vacuuming the car. Um, we'll leave that alone. All right, so we need to rate this beer, though. Uh, you've drank a couple different ciders, but give us some race ratings on the ciders that you drank. Okay, so Orchard Pig Rooted Summer is set. This was the revealer. It was a 4.5% cider. It was nice. Not too sweet. Definitely a medium cider. Lovely. But I did prefer the Charmer. Had a bit more character about it. And when I was sat here, when your four-way debate was going, nothing terrible, and had plenty of time to stuff a cider, I was at a nice little moment to myself with the cider. So I would definitely say if people are looking for a cider that's um, 
definitely doesn't taste like a draft and tastes nice. Give this one a go. Orchard Pig. Charmer. 6% volume. Nice. Alright, what'd you rate it? I was in the bathroom. What'd you rate it? Uh, I'm going to rate both of these a solid 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5. Alright. DJ, what just happened, man? What just happened? I just used the restroom, and Marty had to go, I guess, because he heard me using the restroom. I had my wife message me halfway through this podcast. She said, whilst those four were having a chat, you could hear you having a pee. Oh, she could hear you having a pee? <laughs> Did you hear me having a pee? Hopefully the mic didn't pick that know. up. I don't know. Um, man, I don't know. I wasn't too thrilled with the beer, honestly. Uh, it wasn't my favorite at all. The beer? The beer, yeah. It, it wasn't. The chocolatey beer. Chocolate yeah, it just. Thing. I mean, it's a great beer for sure. But when you have, when you have his new favorite. <laughs> When you have this, he has dethroned. Remember, in his thirties, he has dethroned Coors Light, and he's brought so, in Sam Adams. Just 76. so you all know, listeners, whenever we have a podcast and we have a, 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 a uh, the uh, the beer of the night on there, I always have. A he's backup. got his backup, just in case I don't like it. But no, uh, the Turbo Dog. I mean, it's brown ale. Like, I'm gonna go with the two. Yeah. Um, I actually was surprised. I don't, which we've said before, I don't like brown ales. I was wondering why. Okay, but you, we, we got gifted this beer from. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. Guys, the go worst follow Metroplex ale. Detail. Yeah, shout out, man. We've shouted out. Thank but you for once. Can we do it twice? Three. Let's do four. Three times. Four. If he doesn't get beer. four new followers from this podcast. <laughs> no, here's what's we'll cool. Never record on the podcast ever again. Here's what's really cool. He told us his story when we were eating barbecue. He's a postal worker during the day and was getting into detailing and wanted to do detailing. He sent me a message the other day. He actually got his first shop. Nice. And he started nice. to produce detailers detailing out of that shop. So he's postal working hey, during congrats, the day. Bro. Yeah. Like Fabian, Fabian, I, I, I it's probably, probably should. probably Fabian. If, yeah. Nah, it's Fabian. That's a legit hustle, guys. Yeah, that like legit hustle, hustle yes, like, hell yeah, like, and he's sending me, he's starting to post some stuff, so go look him up, guys. Metroplex Detail, Give he's down in Dallas. and um, It's always good to have support. Yeah, and especially when he's taking a step out like that. That's a big step. It's a huge step. Like You're at a comfortable uh, uh, career, yeah, especially I mean, with the post op. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you got benefits, like, and I mean, incredible way to go, man. Like, yep, that's awesome. Like, nicely done. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I, I'm very surprised by the beer. I actually enjoyed it. I'm gonna go three five. Nice. Yeah, I like the beer. I think Paul went three five because he went eight five out of ten. So that's a three. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a three seven five. Right? Uh, I like Abita, the brewery. The multiple beers that okay. have come out of there. They had I've one really beer and it was, was a blueberry beer. Yep, that's that it. freaking yep. beer was so yeah, damn we'll get amazing. It this summer. Yeah, okay, we will. I went to so uh, one. I was detailing one day and I was like, you know, I got a fat tip just now. And I went to a pizza place uh, on on Peoria Brookside. What's it called? Um, there's a pizza place on Brookside. It's like uh, high-end pizza. You build it yourself. Uh, come on, man. You know, 
high end? Not high end, but it's like one of those fan, like the gourmet pizza place you go in. Like I want, it's like a Subway for pizza, but it's not Subway. It's like Chip, uh, Chipotle. Like it's more high end, like more on the. Chipotle. It's not uh, top that pizza, but it's um. Anyways, they had beer on tap, and I was like, you know what? I don't like flavored beer. I'm gonna try this beer. It was phenomenal. It was summertime though, which made it even better. But on the patio with my gourmet pizza and the blueberry beer, yeah. I was in freaking heaven. So I wouldn't say high end, but what's the pizza there, place it, called? I know what you're talking about. We have one at Tulsa Hills. Yeah, I can't that's think it. of it right now. That's but, it. So it, you're right. It's more. It's a subway style pizza. You go through and pick out your stuff. They put it in a wood fire oven. Very but, close. But it's probably more like gas. Like, I don't think it's actual no, wood. No, it's not wood. No. <laughs> but it's this big oven, and they, they heat it really fast right there. Like, But it's cool. It's a cool concept. I definitely wouldn't say It's like midnight end. there right now. Well, he's holding in strong. Look at him. He's like, he's the fading. Bags, the the bags like are coming. <laughs> he's fading right now. Right. He's fading. He's <laughs> fading. <laughs> I have a card to do tonight still. I have, I have loved this podcast, but it has been, I, I would like to, I don't even know if I can christen this, the most random pints and polishing it, podcast it, it, ever. It probably was. And longest. I think, Not longest. I think when you listen it back, you'll go, you was Alan even a guess? <laughs> we, we will do a round two. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so. I didn't mean that in a bad way. I really enjoyed it. It was good conversation. Listening was epic, and there was some really cool points. So I'm all for it. Hey, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Um, uh, so, Alan, as you follow the podcast, this is the time to tab out. Well, I had my tap out question, but I don't know if it entirely fits in with the theme of this current episode. Well, you can save it for the next podcast we do together, but... Uh, so, no, no tab, let's do it. Out, What's your tab out question? Out question that I usually ask uh, some people when I'm doing calls or trainings is what are you going to change tomorrow to improve today? What from today have you learned that you can change tomorrow? So if you're going to take it day by day. Alright, so define your question. Today, like exactly today? So today, so you imagine, right, you imagine you're a one-man shop doing your thing and you're doing whatever and you learn, oh, I've learned if I pull my car here, Tomorrow, I'll be more efficient. So then you've nailed that. So then you find five more minutes. So the next day is right. Mm. What can I do in those five minutes to improve my business? So what are you going to change tomorrow that would have improved today? Uh, one man shop. It's Monday through Friday. I'm going to go to bed early and wake up early instead of stay up until 2 in the morning, pillow talking with the wife, and then oh, I'll push it back to 8.30. I'll get there at 9 o'clock. I can bust it out in three hours. I'll just get there at 10, but seize the day. Get up, go to bed early, get good, good night rest, wake up early. That way you have plenty of time to take on all the um, the um, uh, distractions that come your way because you're a one-man shop. You're answering the phones. You're sending the emails. You're doing all the crap. So to be up early and to beat all that, to get to get to work early, to get physically get the cars done, you know, quicker, you have more time and more margin in your day opposed to um, just like getting there just in time. You're only allowing enough time to do the vehicle you have in your shop versus all the other crap that you know is going to come your way. All right. Nice. I'm going to kind of go a different way. All right. Please do. Nice. Um, as it might be because it's springtime. 
and it I just turned spring. Yeah. Literally like a day ago. Right, I get it, but I tend to get a little bit more positive. I don't like winter. I hate you the are cold. freaking Grinch in the winter. I am. I don't like the cold. Oh, you're angry. Dude, you have sad. You have sad. Seasonal affective disorder. You have. You're, you're, I do. You have a disease. So we'll find out in this Cheers episode. Cheers to disease. has Crohn's and Marty has sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I haven't. That's it's, not funny. This wasn't came up with like I've had that forever. I've never liked the winter, and I always enjoy springtime. Like, are you kidding me? Like college and like you all, young twenties, like springtime, spring break, dudes all that fun stuff. Like, yeah. dudes, you yeah. had dudes at spring break. You did, bro. You're the wrong spring break. Nice try. You're the one that said it. Yeah. And uh, so I get a lot more positive, a little bit more motivational at this point because I think it's the blooming. I think it's a lot of the fun stuff of the season. I'm I'm kind of go the other way, like. I'm more with the enjoy your day, enjoy your process, enjoy it because at 40, and I keep telling DJ looking back at you know where he's been in his age and how far he's come at 20s to 30, it's a, like you gotta play the long game. You gotta play longer aspect of life, and if you're one to two, three years into detailing. And that's the career you want to choose, and you're not doing it for just a couple years. You really need to enjoy your day. You need to, enjoy, and I think there's so many times I stress, or we're like, yeah, or ah, or this customer did, or I didn't get this, or I didn't like, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's so many of us that do that, and we don't actually sit down, like, and go, man, that's like, I had a customer, I made what x amount of dollars today i i paid mortgage like the simple things so of life that, and I'm enjoy gonna, it i'm gonna define that so and, listen to that i'm gonna define that well okay cool but I like let me fin- like let me finish for a second like and so i think for me it's become a you know what it, you've got one shot at life mm-hmm. if you're gonna be in business then be in business for the long term Stop stressing the little stuff and judging how much things you do wrong. And I'm saying this to me. That's me. Right? But I think it's a lot of business owners, mm. a lot of entrepreneurs. Like I'm we judge, negative. we we negative ourselves. Absolutely. And and I look back at my 30s. I look back at a younger life. And and I remember that's what I remember. I don't remember so much of the happy good time. And and I think that's what I want to say is. Remember the happy, remember the good stuff, and enjoy each day because if, you, if you're going to be in this industry, you're going to be in the industry. And hopefully you'll be in it till you're 60 plus, right? So at 40, I'm really going, I want to really enjoy my time. I got one life, and this is the industry I chose, so I want to enjoy each day. And that's why Marty's not selling his Jeep. Yeah. Why would I sell my Jeep? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Inside joke. Inside joke. All right, what were you going to say, Alan? So I was going to say, yeah, like, I asked the question wrong probably, but it's like imagine what you're going to change about tomorrow to improve today. So I think for you, Barry, is you need to write down the positives. So at the end of the day, even though you feel guff, you look down and you go, okay, I got 50 sales today, two new customers, Hey, today's a good day. 
So then the next day you return and say, right, what else am I going to change about that? Well, I already now write down the positives of the day. Today, I'm going to make sure I don't have my phone on my, you know, and that's that question. You, you revisit every day until eventually you've, you've honed it in and you've got your system. So for you, I would say, just silly, I'm going to say in your phone, even though that example was rubbish. Whenever something cool happens, you come off the phone and you just done a deal, just put a little mark in the positives. Or whenever you book a customer, put a little mark. So at the end of the day, Mari, when you're feeling pumped, and like you say, you're telling people to reflect on the day, just look at it and go, you know what? I have had a good day. I, I can do this. I can have, I can feel happy about today, even though the last 10 minutes was a bit stressful. And that's how I don't want the rest of the day to feel the seven and a bit hours or the 12 hours or the 14 hours up till now. This is the cool, positive stuff I did. I think Alan just gave us a small little blueprint on how to make it a great, great day. day. Literally. <laughs> I can drop this mic right now. <laughs> Alan, thank yeah, you so much for all your time. That. Uh, that's a really killer question. Yeah, you definitely, that was a great uh, question. definitely encourage everybody to answer that question on the uh, Instagram post. We will put uh, your selfie and our selfies together. Um, Alan, uh, give us your social media handles. Where do people find you? Okay, guys, so thank you very much for having me here on this podcast. Uh, my company is AM Details. That's Alpha Mike and then the word details. It's my name, funny enough. You pretty much search that on any social media platform. You'll find us. Uh, the biggest thing or the most interesting people's thing people seem to like is our YouTube channel. So we vlog and document what we do. We're not showing epic videos of cars being cleaned or stuff like that. It's literally like a reality show of nice. this is what uh, I did like today. I'm definitely going to check that out because I am looking so, to move towards that. Awesome. Yeah, if people like that, then that's what we do. That's what makes us a bit different. Um, myself, Alan Medcraft, you search for me, you're basically going to find me trying to be inspirational, but I don't put any BS on that. So mostly I do a funny little thing on Instagram stories where I just take pictures of what I'm doing and put the time. And then I say, so today I would put podcast time, which I'm going to do the moment I come off of this. And, um, and then it'll be like Jacob time or going for a drive time. And it's just silly little pictures. If you want to follow what I do in my life and what it's like to run a business and run a family like DJ does, then come check that out. That's what I do on Instagram stories. I saw Alan. that. Yeah, I think you posted photos of uh, of your son and you were shopping. and. Yeah, today, Wednesday, Wednesday, you guys are privileged. Is no day. Woo! Wednesday is Jacob Wait, day. We got a whistle. You picked after hours. And we got um, no. we got some detailing time, but really it wasn't detailing time, was it? it was cider time. Cider time. That's gonna be a thing. Honestly, you're gonna change this. No, to, uh, we're well, not. Anyway. No, we're, we're not. not. But, but I will take the time thing. I think I'll adapt that. We'll just edit the like cider that. out. I think your your I love your Instagram stories the way you just tell it how it is. <laughs> Dude, I love it. You like Marty's but stories. show people a little more of the personal rather than yeah, you do what I do on vlogs sure. yeah. and I don't have the time for that on Instagram because I do it on vlogs so Marty if you were to take what you do on Instagram and put it on a vlog you would boom on YouTube and then just do pictures on Instagram and I reckon that is what is going to take Marty to the next level 2019 yep Ooh. yep hey. and yep because someone told me the same advice two years ago friend of mine in media went alan do what you're doing on instagram on youtube send it to me and i will 
piece it together and put it on YouTube. If you guys go on YouTube and go back and look at my first three vlogs, they are shocking because they are Instagram posts smashed together. And welcome to my YouTube channel. But then you learn, you adapt, you create a story and exactly what you do. You hmm. tell it exactly how it is, Marty. Don't change who you are. Just put it on YouTube because it's there forever and people want to see your journey. Forever. And then Instagram, keep it simple. Just take a picture of you in the shop, take a picture of you in the car doing what you're doing, take a picture with you with your customers, which you're already doing. And then I just put the time and I'll put, it's Marty time. It's Pines and Polishing time. It's Jacob time. And that's what I do. Nice, man. Dude, Alan, this has been not only random, but incredibly informational. Probably one of, yeah. It's I mean, my favorite. the discussion with her, like, I get where you were trying to go. Oh, dude, I was I wasn't trying to bash. No, 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 I knew you weren't trying to bash. At all. At all. No, I knew you weren't. Okay. But I know you were like, hey, but this is the way we do it. And I really wanted her to give us a lot of information from a customer that aspect. That was so amazing uh, to was. have her it in here. It was really great So at first when she came, I was like, oh, she's going to be bored. Like, what is she doing here? And then she was like, I just got my car cleaned. I'm like, and wait, this what? This is freaking perfect. Yeah. Like, she gave some, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I was just annoyed I couldn't see her face because, you know, when you see someone's, when you're, when a, when a service provider is selling or guiding a customer, you can tell a lot by expression. And when I, when when DJ was speaking to her, I couldn't see her face. And when she was speaking to DJ, I could see DJ's face. And then when I was saying what we do here at AM Details and defining what, what our customer image is and how we control it, I would love to have seen her sales face. And I saw her face. And you would yeah. love to see it too. Yeah, and it was just then it lets you know that you're you're doing the right thing, you're going the right way with someone in a different sector so, who in, in theory specializes more than we do. So We're detailers. What you what you didn't see is that she a lot of the stuff you said clicked to her. She she understood, and I think she walked out knowing that okay, the value that I got versus what I paid was valid. Yes, I agree. I, because she 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 was like, you know what, that makes complete sense now. That he's that wow, that made, and she kept saying, like, "Wow, that's a good point, good point, good point." So yeah, yeah, what you said validated. Now she might be a client of theirs for a lifetime. Thank you so much. I lost Sorry, a client dude. because of you. It's fine. Yeah, but no, these, no, I'm totally kidding. Out. I'm totally I kidding. But no, that that made sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. like we're not the three of us weren't here to bash the other company. We were no, here to justify, not at all. in essence. Like I love that, 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 Correct. that company did everything right. She, yep, they did. Unfortunately her market is not the sixty buck express valet, it's the six pound car wash. Six pounds. And two hour Hoover. She loves that two hour Hoover. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that because I can go so many places on six pounds and two hours of Hoover. <laughs> two hours? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like five whiskeys in. Like, I'm not blowing anytime soon. <laughs> blowing. <laughs> All right, DJ, uh, give, uh, give us your social media handle. Let's start over one time. Let's cut that part out. Uh, you can find me at DJ Patterson on Instagram. That's kind of where I hang out at. Or at Pints Polishing Podcast on IG. Let's grow that page. Nice. Yeah, it's completely small. That's yeah. your page. That's two pounds. That's because it's your six page. Pounds, two hours. <laughs> it's small because it's yours. It's six pounds. <laughs> All right, I'm Marty. What are we, Marty L. Hill? I think so. Total Auto Solutions right or now. Pints. Oh, you're hoovering? Yeah. That's a Hoover? Dude, you need to get a new Hoover.
Hoover. Yeah, you better get a good <laughs> what, That's your problem. That's a wrong type of Hoover. <laughs> hey, Alan, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. A lot of great time. Good stuff, man. Thanks for your time. Have a great night. Adios. How do you say bye in uh, the UK? Ciao. Ciao. No, you don't really. <laughs> oh. You don't say bye, you just walk out. <laughs> Dean would like that. I'll see you later, Paul. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul J. Daly, and I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, The Automotive Manifesto. Um, the subtitle is How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. And this is a book you know, geared toward the automotive industry, but really it's a book about brand and a book about connecting and pretty much saying that marketing and sales and the tactics we've used for years and years that were pay to play, that were advertising based, that these things, if you ignore connection and ignore building a brand that actually empathizes and understands people, well, you're simply not going to survive. And we've seen this over and over. So I hope to shoot a little bit of energy, put a little steel in the spine of the people building brands and willing to make the change and in innovating. Uh, this book's specifically a little more in automotive, but I think if you're into company culture, if you're into brand building and marketing and just understanding that it's a journey and it's a decision you make every day can get something out of this book. So I hope you check it out, The Automotive Manifesto, How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive.